Are you ready for the end of the world? Yes. <laughs> you are listening to your community spirit. Yes, this is your community spirit. Right here right on here. your community radio station. This is Ord Energy Mon, and I want to remind you that yesterday was 71 degrees. <laughs> yes, it and was. And today is 40. Yep. And three days ago, it was 40. <laughs> and if someone doesn't say that there is a, a moody weather, yes. I'm going to have to um, give them a little talking to. Because <laughs> just... climate just, has a mood disorder. Yeah, it's like <laughs> bipolar weather. So... No, it's, it's not bipolar. It's changing. It's, it's cycling too rapidly to actually bi- bipolar. Some sort of other mood disorder. Well, isn't bipolar, I mean, you go from one extreme to the other? Yeah, you do, but it's more, it's over time. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> but yeah, the climate, I, I blame climate change personally, but Southern Illinois has always had sort of erratic weather. We're not by a large body of water to sort of regulate the temperature. We're just erratic people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of the weather, probably. So. We're in the nexus here. <laughs> I was looking at the holidays, and there wasn't, like, any super special holiday for today. But tomorrow, Saturday, the 28th of February, is Floral Design Day. Ah. And International Sword Swallowers Awareness Day. That's a mouthful. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that there's Sword Swallowers Awareness I didn't know that. I, I guess we should be more aware of the sword swallow. Well, tomorrow. <laughs> There's also National Tooth Fairy Day. That's uh-huh. tomorrow. And then Open That Bottle Night. I really don't know what that means, but those are the holidays tomorrow. Maybe that's the night when you go through your fridge and like you find all the bottles. You don't know what they are. <laughs> well, let's open that bottle. <laughs> and it'll make you want to open a bottle yeah. of something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's a night of courage. There you go. False courage, real courage. Yeah. Well, you start with the real courage to open the bottles in your <laughs> fridge. So, you can start your weekend off with a trip to International Coffee Hour today. Um, this afternoon between 3 and 5 p.m. at the International Programs and Services Meeting Room. Enjoy free refreshments and interesting conversation. This is the International Coffee Hour, and guess what? We are international. Yes, Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, there's the, I'm overwhelmed by the, the number of happenings again, so I was looking through the happenings. Yeah, we better get going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the uh, another happening at the Big Muddy IMC, uh, the, uh, February 27th to March 13th is uh, Black History Films. Um, the, the one that they're showing tonight is called Black Wax is Not <coughs> Jazz. Innovative master of fusion jazz, Gil Scott Heron, is given a suitable tribute in this 1982 musical documentary. The politically vocal musician who gave us The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, which happens to be one of my favorite songs, uh, is known for his original combination of jazz, soul, funk, rap, and African traditional music. So that's coming up tonight, uh, 7 p.m., Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. Big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC, and that guy sounds like he knows how to mix it up. Mix oh, it yeah. Up. 
In case you weren't aware of it, which is possible, right now is the Big Muddy Film Festival. The festival again features non-competitive films, midnight movies, and children's movies. A listing of films, showtimes, and venues is available at bigmuddyfilm.com. However, this Sunday is the last one, so you have like three days. Um, Here's a few Big Muddy films of note. Um, Friday, February 27th, that's today, at the Big Muddy IMC at 9 p.m. Small Voices, Stories of Cambodian Children Taking Root, the vision of Wangari Mathai, the Nobel Peace Prize winner from Kenya. And then tomorrow, Saturday, February 28th, from 2 to 4 p.m. at the WAM Hall, room 105, Renaissance Village, a FEMA trailer park post-Katrina, that's at 9 p.m. Yeah, that one actually I wanted to mention a little bit more about because uh, I got an email from them. They, The people who did this called the station and asked us to mention a little bit. Really? So, yeah, they've got a little snippet here. Uh, acclaimed New Orleans native Wendell Pierce narrates this gritty look at the delicate relationship between government and citizen in the wake of disaster. It was filmed on location in the small city of Baker, Louisiana. Renaissance Villains, uh, Village follows the personal struggles of five characters to reclaim their lives after living nearly three years in a FEMA trailer park. Um, so you can find out more at rvthefilm.com. And what's the time for that again? Uh, 2 to 4 p.m. at Wham, Wham Hall, room 105. Yeah, and it's won awards elsewhere. It's been to other shows, too, so it's an exciting part of the Big Muddy Film Fest. And then tomorrow at 9 p.m., the Student Center Auditorium, they're showing Taxi to the Dark Side. This is a feature-length look of fate of a detained innocent in Afghanistan. And then on Sunday, March 1st, from 2 to 4 p.m., at the Interface Center, there's actually going to be the John Michaels Award films. Mm, yep. And these are like the best ones. There's actually a panel of judges and they pick what are the best and most interesting and thought-provoking films possible. Yeah. So, um, that is from 2 to 4 p.m. And then, on Sunday, um, I forgot the actual times, there's Look, the retrospective is at 6 p.m. at the Liberty Theater. That means you look at all the best of last year. Mm, yeah. And then after that, at 8 p.m., they're going to show the best of this year. Huh. And that is at the Liberty Theater in Murfreesboro. So 6 and 8 p.m. on Sunday. So I plan to at least go to those. I haven't made it to any of the films. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was gone on the weekend, and then this week I've been extremely busy. And this happens to me every year. I miss all these great films. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I better, I better, I better, I better. And then I, like, usually miss all of them. Mm-hmm. But this year I am going to Best of the Fest. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can go to, to uh, uh, let us know. You can, we, we want to have one of our listeners go to all of the films, you know, so that they can tell us about how it went, you know. <laughs> <laughs> as long as somebody goes to each of them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so some other happenings. Uh, Women's History Month. Uh, the theme, women taking the lead to save our planet. Uh, all a we need of, someone to take the lead. Oh, yeah, we need somebody to take the lead yeah. to save the planet. Uh, all events are free and open to the public, unless otherwise noted. Um, coming up on Sunday, 
Well, that's this Sunday, isn't it? Time flies. February is almost gone. Uh, Sunday, March 1st, the Vagina Monologues at the SIUC Communications <coughs> Building at the McLeod Theater at 1.30 p.m. Tickets are sold at the door. Uh, proceeds benefit the Women's Center and the V-Day Spotlights, uh, which is benefiting the women of the Democratic Republic of Congo. The monologues will educate and empower you. The performances are captivating, usually bringing one to tears and laughter. The monologues are award-winning, universal, and provide the opportunity to break the silence and create social change. For additional information, contact the Women's Center at 529-2324. They actually have a performance tonight and tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. And that's like the matinee on Sunday. Okay. And I'm not sure if it's at 7 or 7.30. But I do know that you have to be there early because they don't let you in the door. Yeah, if it's going on, they don't let you right. in. Right. It's like a real play. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's really intense, too. I've seen it, I think, twice now. Like, them do the vagina monologues. And it's, you know, it's so intense that, you know, even though I had seen before a lot of what they were going to do, it was still, you know, it was emotional and makes you cry, you know, because it's so powerful. And it's a new person each year, so, you know, a new person is doing the monologue, and so it's from a different point of view. Yeah. Even though they're doing the exact same words, it's from a different point of view, so it has a different meaning. Yeah, and it changes. It, exactly. And especially, you know, it's, it's powerful with a local cast, too, because then, like, you might see people you know up there in these powerful scenes, and that adds to the power of the experience. Exactly. So, so it's a good way to raise awareness about these issues. So you should call the Women's Center at 529-2324 to find out um, the times this evening and Saturday evening, but it's at 1.30 on Sunday, definitely, and you have to be there on time. Yeah. Other parts of Women History Month is Monday, March 2nd. We're already in March. Yep. That means spring is coming in like three weeks. Yes. <laughs> well, the date for spring is. So, Monday, March 2nd, Women's Business Day. This is at the SAUC Student Center, Illinois Room, um, from 7 to 9 p.m. Participate in a workshop on developing a winning resume, properly dressing for success, and how to choose the best career for you. Women in a male-dominant workforce is another topic that will be discussed. For, inf for, for additional information, contact Kendra Turns at KEN. D-R-A-T at S-I-U dot E-D-U. Yes, and coming up on Tuesday next week is the film What I Want My Words to Do to You. It's showing at the SIUC Student Health Center Auditorium from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Uh, it's a documentary by Eve Hensler, <coughs> uh, co-sponsored by the SIUC V-Day Task Force and the Wellness Center. Donations will be collected to benefit the Women's Center. For additional information, you can contact Jamie Huber at huberj at siu.edu. That's H-U-B-E-R-J at siu.edu. And on Wednesday, March 4th, Women in Leadership Positions at SIUC. This is at the SIUC Student Center, second floor, Kaskia Room at 4 p.m. Presentation and discussion on issues surrounding lack of women in high-level positions at SIUC and what to do about it. And then on Thursday, March 5th, film Texas Gold, discussion led by Janet Donahue, and this is um, Student Center, Katskaski Room, 7 to 9 p.m. Now, the film Texas Gold 
profiles the brave and ballsy actions that have earned Diane Wilson the title of Unreasoned Woman. I've actually heard her speak at the Bioneers. Oh, really? She is intense. <laughs> I think that's the same one. Anyway, she said she's an unreasonable woman. There could be other unreasonable women. <laughs> Waging multiple hunger strikes, starting a business bottling toxic water taken from a super fun site, <laughs> and chaining herself to a Dow Chemical Tower. Yeah, this is the same lady. <laughs> this is a U-card event. Now, this is just this week's Woman History Month events. Yeah. We will have next week's, hopefully, well, next week. <laughs> so, Exciting stuff. We have a couple more happenings. Yes. If you would like your happenings to well happen, make sure you email them to us. Um, I forgot. <laughs> well, my email is treesong at <laughs> treesong.org. Um, the general email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yes. So another happening. Uh, Losar, the Tibetan New Year, uh, begins Wednesday, February 25th. Usually it's a joyous time for Tibetans in Tibet and those in exile around the world. The first three days of Losar are a time for family, but celebrations extend beyond the household, and neighbors are gre greeted joyfully with cries of Tashi Delek, or good, for good fortune. <laughs> so now I said it's uh, in the original language better than in English. <laughs> That's pretty funny. On the first day of Losar, Tibetan families visit monasteries to celebrate the new year. People bring offerings of incense and juniper branches to be burned, filling the air with a delicious perfume. A spirit of happiness and hope reigns. Yeah. This is a good time, a good time for hope and happiness to reign. So it is the beginning of the new year for the Tibetans. I like it that all, many different cultures have different new years, so we can celebrate new year like <laughs> many times. Yes, all year round. Yep. Now, this event doesn't take place till May, but the first annual Shawnee Energy Fest will take place Saturday and Sunday, May 2nd and 3rd at the Green Retreat, located three miles from Carbondale and Chautauqua. This is a home improvement fair showcasing local resources, businesses, organizations, and networks that can be used to reduce our dependence on non-renewable resources. The theme is to ease your conscious locally by promoting sustainably focused businesses and organizations. There will be 40 workshops offered throughout the weekend, including sessions on energy efficiency and renewable energy for your home. We hope to save you money, reduce our region's use of fossil fuels, and boost the local economy. Workshops will include topics such as organic gardening, biointensive home gardening, forest issues, conservation, recycling, vermicomposting, local foods, bicycle maintenance and repair, geothermal energy, biofuels, composting, solar energy, Straw bailing and permaculture, off-grid living, and power smart pricing for your home. Huh. I was like, wow, that's a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> some really good workshops and good happenings at the first annual Shawnee Energy Fest. Yeah, there's so much good stuff going on that we have to start talking about it now in order to prepare you for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I know there still have a few openings for workshops um, if some people want to apply. And then, of course, um, vendor booths. So, for different green businesses. I'm sure there's some green businesses around, aren't there? Somewhere, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, should we get into some news? Um, I have one more happening I wanted to mention. All first. right. <laughs> I usually don't mention stuff from the corporate media, but I want to get this one. <laughs> um, Alan Moore, if you're not familiar with him, is one of the most brilliant authors of our time. 
And, says uh, who? Says me. Oh, okay. There you go. That's I. Okay. Yeah. According to my estimation and many <laughs> uh, people who have actually read what he's written, <laughs> uh, he's he's famous for his graphic novels. Um, you may know him from uh, V for Vendetta. He wrote the graphic novel that that was based on. And now they're coming out with a movie based on Watchmen, which uh, is a really exciting story set in the alternate 1985. Um, the Cold War is going on, and there's costumed superheroes running around. Really, really thoughtful, thought-provoking. So I'm excited that's coming out uh, next weekend. I'm going to go to, like, the first showing, like the, the late-night Thursday or whatever it is. There and you go. So I'll come in bleary-eyed Friday morning and let you know how it went. <laughs> All right. And the news. Yes, the news. Let's read a couple of headlines real quick. Now what? Advances in climate science took a nosedive in this week's NASA crash. Do you know much about that? No, I don't know about they, it. They were putting up a satellite into space that was like worth like $250 million. Yeah. And it crashed before it could go up. Oh, that stinks. Well, and, yeah, that's a lot of money down the ocean. Yeah. But, of course, you know, all the climate deniers are like, woohoo, you can't prove it in now. <laughs> yeah, maybe the climate deniers uh, <laughs> took it out. Oh. I, I don't want to spread conspiracy theories. I'm just joking with that one. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, coal ash Wednesday. Oh, no, not a very happy mm. holiday. As Lent kicked off, U.K. bishops called for a carbon fast. And Environment Cl and Climate Minister Ed Miliband echoed their call. Okay, so it is. I, I thought it was going to be like a coal disaster, but Coal Ash Wednesday, they're trying to get you to fast from carbon use. <laughs> so that is a good thing. Can we say, can we do that baby chant again? What was it? Oh, yeah, drill, drill, baby, drill. I was... I, was <laughs> I, I don't want to... Yeah. Oil executive urge offshore drilling, say it will create jobs and invigorate the economy. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, That's my completely unbiased and impartial response to that headline. <laughs> Cap and persuade. The climate lobby industry is exploding, and banks are turning out to be major players. Banks are always players. Yeah. <laughs> Scum together. A Seattle company founded by a software bazillionaire may have unlocked the key to algae-based biofuels. <laughs> Another headline? Seriously, are you quaking yet? Ice caps around the North and South Poles are melting faster and in a more widespread manner than expected, raising sea levels and fueling climate change, a major scientific survey showed Wednesday. Yeah, I heard about that. It's, they're expecting, like, um, three to five feet, uh, like, by the end of the century, if not more, uh, in ocean-level rise for the entire world. Well, so, coastal regions will not be happy. Here I've got a little bit more information about the the not I was going to say the the Nazi not <laughs> the, the NASA um, carbon satellite failure to launch NASA's carbon satellite lands in the sea not in space NASA had planned to launch a carbon observatory satellite early but the space agency failed to get it up the two hundred and seventy Three million dollars. Yeah. I was only off by twenty-three million. Can you believe <laughs> yeah. that? Two hundred and seventy-three million dollar climate project ended up in the ocean near the Antarctica after a technical glitch. Quote. Certainly for the science community, it's a huge disappointment. Said NASA. Pro
Program Manager John Burrossler. Climate deniers, on the other hand, had a good chuckle. I th- we're all having a little good chuckle about that one, I guess. Uh-huh. Except the fact that that was kind of our money that just got flushed down the ocean. Yeah. Uh-huh. A technical glitch. Technical glitch. That means somebody forgot to carry the one, or they forgot the negative sign, and it hits the ocean. <laughs> well, I mean, they had one of those uh, sp- <laughs> spacecrafts that, what was it, the Challenger? And yeah. it was like a 25-cent part. Yeah. That... You know, messed up. So, I don't know. There goes two hundred. Well, yeah, they could probably reuse it. I mean, just because yeah, it crashed in the ocean, they might mean be able to salvage it. It doesn't say in the story, but if it's in the uh, Antarctica Ocean, it might be hired to salvage. But uh, at least we can be happy no one was actually on it. It doesn't say that. Well, I imagine it would say it in the story. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. You know. <laughs> Who knows? They're like, ah, two hundred seventy-three million. Oh, a person. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Some other news. Score one for sustainable food. Obama taps a real reformer for USDA's deputy secretary. Last time a president had the occasion to name a deputy <laughs> deputy USDA secretary, Tom Philpot had a rhetorical cow. <laughs> no, I was trying to be rhetorical. I was trying to be cow. <laughs> so together with our forces combined... So that was back in 2005 when we'll call him President President Bush uh, chose a man who... We didn't put big enough exclamation marks yeah. on Okay, I forgot the word so-called. So-called uh, self-proclaimed President Bush <laughs> chose a man who had worked... He's gone fo- now. Why are you still making fun of him? Oh, he's, he did so much, you know, he'll have a special so little, in my height. Oh, wait, with so much? Yeah. He he's did got, so little with so much? He did. <laughs> okay. Special place in my height forever. So... So, uh, self-proclaimed President Bush uh, chose a man who had worked as a flag for Archer Daniels Midland for the position. <coughs> a whole revolving door policy. You know, work for industry, work regulating industry. <laughs> uh, but President Obama seems intent on emblazing, on blazing a new path. His pick for USDA Deputy Secretary has the sustainable ag community feeling nearly euphoric. <coughs> so I'm... You know, I'm somewhat skeptical of all of these high-level positions, but it sounds at least like it won't be as bad as previous ones. So that's something to hope for. So, what the frick? (laughs) Read to introduce bill granting feds more authority for electrical transmission. Now, um, frick is F-E-R-C. Federal Electrical Regulatory Commission. Yeah. They, I mean, I think that's right. They are the ones that, you know, cover the electricity. I know I have to deal with, like, a certain regulation in there when I install solar energy. So, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, Democrat from Nevada, signaled that energy policy would be a major focus for the Congress in the next months, announcing plans to introduce a bill later this week that would give the federal government greater authority in citing electrical transmission lines across the country. So I think they're d- going to bring in, what is it, um, eminent domain for a power line through your property. I think that's what they just said, right? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> the feds have control over where the power lines go. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to follow that story closely to see I'm, where they yeah, go. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want any power lines through my property. That's why I live off-grid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's one of the reasons. Yeah. So... Do we, do we want to um, do some dissing of um, the big O? Uh, sure. 
but it's a good article because um you know he keeps they keep saying they'll do a lot of good stuff and um i don't know have you been hearing much good stuff coming out of the government uh-huh. besides this giant humongous stimulus package which uh-huh. has a lot of good stuff tagged yeah. onto it i've been waiting with bated breath to hear the good stuff yeah i mean they um, say it's on its way there actually was a comic in um i think it was in the nightlife where they had a liberal whiplash where he's, oh, like, yeah. he's like obama said he's gonna do this but he's doing this obama says he's gonna do this he's like he's gonna free the people from um guantanamo but he's keeping the patriot act yeah <laughs> you know it's like yeah <laughs> it's like, it's like it's, the back and forth and the guy falls over because he gets so busy <laughs> yeah it's like liberal whiplash so yeah um i think that's about it we're getting it yeah we've reached uh, that magical time yeah so um i i was hoping yesterday was today (laughs) so that i could say get out there in the nice weather because i actually got like heat stroke yesterday oh yeah i got i didn't get heat stroke but i was um i put on like a jacket in case it rained and it was 70 degrees and i was starting to sweat (laughs) yeah well tonight there's supposed to be snow so i'm looking i like snow Actually, because it actually takes the moisture out of the air because it's the humidity, you know. Yeah, I like so, a dusting of snow. A dusting. As long as we don't get, like, the ice that traps us in our house for days. Well, I don't know. I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> it was just, I have a friend who lives in upper state Michigan, mm-hmm. and he said he just has to make sure he gets trapped in his house <laughs> yeah. instead of out of his house. Yeah. Because, I mean, he lives off the grid. He has plenty of food. He just, you know, reads some books and just hunkers down, and he has a good time. Uh-huh. But if he's trapped outside of his house, he's like in town, you know, he's like, uh, <laughs> everything costs a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and it could take him like two days to get through the snow back to his house. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. I like to being trapped at the house. I was uh-huh. like, at least when we're trapped somewhere else. So. Oh, yeah. There's worse places to be. There's no place like home. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Southern Illinois, make us proud. <laughs>